We did one of those like street skits. Did you do one of those like a drama, like a street drama? No. Oh, Evan, you're going to not like me anymore. (laughs) 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 Do tell. We did a a 17 minute street drama. 17 minutes is so long. There was facts (laughs) and research by a man at our church that found that people's attention span only lasts 17 minutes if they're like outside. So you decided to push it? So we did exactly (laughs) 17 minutes and it was a gospel presentation with like, I don't know, maybe 15 of high school students. My brother played Christ. And I played demon number three. (laughs) (laughs) Demon number three. Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast, where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Everybody, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan, and I'm Scott, and we are two ex little bitty babies for Daddy God. You know, I know Scott. we had a week pause. <laughs> I know we had a week off, and I'm fearing already that this episode <laughs> is going to be a lot for all of our <laughs> listeners. So. If this is your first episode ever, I would probably advise just to skip this one or start from the beginning. Stay here. Don't. Stay here. No, just do yourself a favor. It's going to be a wild ride today. I can just feel it in the air. Oh, boy. Okay, continue. We've got that that BDE, that big daddy energy. Uh, (laughs) Scott, um, did you ever... Pray to Daddy God. Um, and, yes and no. Not it never felt right, but I, okay, I did yeah. try it on in the dressing room one time. So for our listeners who may be a little bit lost already, yeah, explain this. <laughs> um, so there is the idea that God is the Father. Yes, in Christianity, um, but what you come across every now and then is people who take the personal relationship with God maybe a little too personally. And instead of saying, you know, dear father or holy father, which is a little bit weird in and of itself. Um, yeah. Mine were always very professional. They were like, dear God. Yeah, mine was my prayers were always MLA formatted. Yeah, yeah uh, um, uh, to the holy host to whom it may concern. Yeah, um, blessed be. Blessed be. But uh, you get the other end of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. And it was all, hey, daddy. It stemmed from, I, I'm forgetting the verse, but where Jesus refers to God as Abba, Father, 
and in which Abba is a translation for like daddy or dada, like a very child to a, a you know father figure kind of term of endearment. Yeah. And people ran with that shit. Oh my God. People went from like, we can just call God dad to like, we can call him sweet, sweet, you know, gentle daddy who loves me and hugs me every morning. Like it turned God into a big softy. Yeah. Right. Which is why America's the way it is today. <laughs> Our God is too soft. <laughs> Our God's too soft. Our military's too soft. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I don't think I ever... They're reading poems on Navy ships, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> reading poems. The Psalms. Um, I think... I, I don't ever remember being on a microphone or anything in front of people and calling God Daddy ever. I think yeah. I did call God Dad one time. And I specifically remember trying it on in front of people, yeah. and it didn't feel right. It felt yeah, how, icky. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just something about there's a, I don't know. When I was in a very strong prayer life, it felt like I needed to have the utmost reverence for the Lord. And dad and daddy just felt like too casual. But where, where were you at? Immediately, if I ever tried dad, which I never really did, but I thought about it immediately, a picture of my dad flew to the front of my mind. Yeah. And I was like, this man is not God. <laughs> I can't imagine either of our God, dads. God. God does not scroll through form posts about Alabama football <laughs> for 12 hours a day on his iPad. God, if, does, he, can, yeah. if he can get in. God doesn't wear hey dudes. <laughs> Oh my God! God didn't experience the uptick in cargo shorts and the downtick in cargo shorts and the sudden resurgence without ever stop wearing cargo shorts. God doesn't talk about why we need a flat tax in this country a little too much at family gatherings. <laughs> God doesn't know every type of wood. Well, he actually oh. does. So, oh. <laughs> so I think I think I'm actually talking myself into it a little yeah, bit now. I think maybe he is God. Maybe he has God. Um, what was like, do you just rem remember any cringy, maybe it's not necessarily calling God daddy, but like just people getting a little too comfortable in their prayers just with what they're asking. Man. Did you ever be in a room like that? Because it's a weird moment when yes. someone takes it yeah. too far. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, it's all, so you, one, you would have the person that is, they just do it. It's just who they are. Yeah, they do. There, there was this one girl I went on a mission trip with, um, and she like we did a prayer circle and everything. We you know did, everybody had to pray, and she was like, oh, "Abba, Daddy, God," oh. and I was like, "Who? <laughs> God? What Pokemon?" <laughs> um, <laughs> and. She used it as like a filler too. So um, she's like, Abedited God, please, Abedited God, just uh, follow us, Abedited God. And oh, be I have us, family God. members that do that. They use Father as the word filler, and it yeah. drives me up the wall. They'd be like, Father, thank you for this day, Father. I want to just thank you, Father, for what we're doing here today, Father. And Father, yeah. I pray that you bless us, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen, Father. Our old music minister used to use Heavenly Father. 
which is I think it's most impressive the more syllables you use as a filler. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much today. And Heavenly mm-hmm. Father, we love you. Love you. Heavenly Father on high, we thank you. Heavenly Father on high for what? <laughs> it's, it's almost like you're an auctioneer at that point. Yeah, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Father thank you for the Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. I see one Heavenly Father. I see two Heavenly Father. I remember um, going to a vineyard church one time. I don't know if you are uh, familiar with the vineyard. It's like the very. I, I'm aware of it. Yeah, it's Pentecostally. Yes, it's like it's either Pentecostal or like adjacent one of the two, but uh, just very like, you know, they're big on super long worship services that are just like three songs that last like an hour and a half. People are just (laughs) crying and on their knees and like it's all about the music. And I went one time um, I had a crush on a girl in high school and I wanted to I was like, I'll go to her church service. And that's uh, how it goes. And. I remember going to serve it and it was kind of fine for the most part. There were some weirdos there, like getting a little too into it. I'm like, this song doesn't even go that hard. Like slow down. <laughs> like we're doing this little light of mine. People are crying. Like, <laughs> But I just remember at the end, they were like, all right, we're going to ask God to fill up our spirit buckets. They said, so I want everyone to hold out. Spirit buckets. Everyone just imagine you have a big barrel, just like a big five gallon drum, 10 gallon drum, and just hold it up high and ask God to fill up that bucket, fill it up with his spirit. Everyone hold up your spirit buckets. And so everyone around me is just like holding their arms up like they have a pretend bucket. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) I left mine at home. Yeah, I don't have a spirit bucket. Oh man! Can I go? Can I go call my mom to come drop mine off? <sighs> it, that was an experience, but there was a lot of daddy God energy people in that room. Oh, like people daddy were like, God "I'm energy. dating God. He's my boyfriend." God. Yeah, I mean, I've asked uh, girls out before that were like, "Well, I just need to focus on God." That's a whole nother. I need issue. to focus on God. Um, and I Yikes. did break up with the girl using the God card one time. You did so it? So I'm not any better. You said I have to date God for a little bit? I'm sorry? I, I, didn't, I didn't say those words. <laughs> um, man, there's a joke right there I want to say. And I'm well, we'll keep moving. I, I, I yeah, saw yeah. the gears turning. <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to pause there. Yeah. So. Um, no, like I, this girl and I have been dating for two and a half years and it hadn't like, we had grown apart. I'd gone to college you know. Yeah. And I went to break up with her and I was like, I don't think God wants us to be together anymore. I will say that's a one part of Christian. I really miss is you have an ace in the hole at all Mm -hmm. times to blame and point a finger. You can go, you know what? Not. I can't go out tonight. I got to focus on God tonight. I, gotta, yep. gotta, yeah. I don't think God wants me to go. I think God's telling yeah. me I need to get away from you right now. Yeah, can't go to Mamaw's funeral. God wants me to <laughs> do church service on Sundays. It so, really sorry. is. Like, I'm, I miss having that excuse in my back pocket. Because if you didn't want to do something or, like, be a part, you could just say, I I've probably got Bible study. <laughs> yeah. I think God's just telling me right now that um, we should not hang out yeah. at all. I think end. God's... God's, I prayed about it and God thinks you're a dick. (laughs) And he thinks that we should separate until you stop being a dick. Did you ever use a God excuse in anything else besides breaking up with somebody? Um, (laughs) I really don't think so. Oh, man. 
I was just so scared to break up with it. It was the first time I've ever broken up with anybody. Dang. And so I was just like, I don't know how to do this. My first breakup was just by distance. So I had it was an easy one. They just moved. Oh, man. I was like, well, you're you're gone. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have to emotionally prepare myself like you did and use God as the uh, you know, trump card. But um And she's of, still a Christian, so she has to believe that, that, yeah, that that's true. That God rejected her in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God looked at her and was like, not for my special boy. Well, speaking of special boys and uh, God telling us where and what to do, mission trips. Yeah. Well, take that back. (laughs) 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 Take that back. There was one other time where I was like, oh, God God needs me to do this thing. And it was coming to Indianapolis. I was about to say, I was like, that was probably your, your big calling card. No, your my, your my, final mission trip, really. Yeah. That's the better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia is a godless cesspool. Um, but no, like, uh, yeah, no, we're going to be talking about mission trips today. So for those of you who are unaware, mission trips uh, are just a, they can be short term, they can be long term. Um, it's where you go to a place specifically with the idea of spreading the love of Jesus, spreading the gospel, evangelizing, proselytizing uh, to those, baptizing those in both spirit and mind and wow. word and mouth and head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> um, but that's not what usually happens, is it, Evan? No, what no. usually happens on a mission trip? This is a vacation, buddy. <laughs> um, it's a lame every, Christian vacation is what it is. Lame. Yeah, dep- I mean, depends on the uh, depends on the venue. Um, you might be going to Wales every single year uh, just as a vacation. Um, I remember there's the uh, uh, show uh, or that movie Believe Me, um, which oh. is actually a pretty it's a pretty fun movie. Um, but the whole premise of it is the guy starts a ministry to pay off his student debt. Oh, interesting. Uh, that he owes, um, and he figures this out because he goes to church one time. And this girl goes, we're raising money to go to Hawaii yeah. for a mission trip. <laughs> and he's like, so how, how do people hold you accountable? And they're like, they just trust us. And he's like, so no one no, is just no making oversight. sure that none of this, that all of this goes to actually. It's like, what are you actually going to be doing there? They're like, well, we're going to be going to the beaches and you know, hanging out with the locals and telling them about Jesus. And he's like, so no one's actually. Did you ever have like a, a vacation-y kind of mission trip like that? Like a, a real I exotic went, place or. I never went to one. I know people who have. Mm. Um, I think, I, I mean, I to be fair to myself, I was very much a, um, I'm not going to go on a mission trip to a place where where it could be a vacation. I was going to go to, I I was going to focus my efforts on a place that, you know, is not very vacation. So you were a real Christian. I really (laughs) was. A real Christian. Um, (laughs) I was kind of the same attitude. I was, I always thought it was icky when people, like we had a, um, I just remember some, I don't know if it was part of my church or just people I knew, but they would go to, Jamaica every year on a 
mission trip. And I just always remember it was like a group of, I don't know, 10 or 15. And all I remember with seeing them do is like they might do one kind of service project for the whole week they were down there. It was like, we're going to paint this wall in this cafeteria. And then we're going to do like a VBS for like two days. And then we have four days of just hanging out on the beach and like doing whatever the heck we want to do. And that was a mission trip. It was like t-shirts that say Jamaica, we have a mission team. Or, hey, Jesus, you dead man. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah, I, we have, we, Jesus my church running growing from up. The, Jesus running from the tomb and it says cool runnings. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> we had an annual trip every year growing up is what it was. There's always like one that they would plan out. That was like a bigger mission trip. Um. And then every four years, they would do like an international trip somewhere. And when I was in high school, the international trip, we had to go to the incredibly lost, the incredibly non-Christian country of Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) And we witnessed to the Scots for a week and a half. It was, looking back, the silliest thing. But at least I got to see Scotland. I am, I'm there for it. But to call it a mission trip was ridiculous. And it, like you how were saying, much, though, how much evangelizing did you actually do? Now, see, I try. I I'm like you, where I was like, we got to take this serious, guys. Like Scotland needs us. Scotland needs <laughs> 14 middle school, middle aged men and high school students to unpreparedly <laughs> share the gospel with them in the streets. Of Edinburgh. <laughs> um, excuse me. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, there was very little evangelism. Our whole trip. So we had a lady that was part of our church for a while move there. And she was part of the International Mission Board. So she got like, you know, $5 a month to live off of in Scotland. <laughs> and she just lived yeah. in some shitty apartment. That I will say that missionaries, I mean, at least in my experience, no one was scamming the system for money. Those people were really thought they were making a difference. God yeah. bless them. <laughs> I was like, yeah. damn, you're gonna live off five grand a year and you have eight children and you live in a different country. Like, good luck. You must really want this. So if my first son spits his food back up, I can feed it to my second. <laughs> Missionaries are a whole nother breed of Christians. Like they scare me. Like I kind of wanted to be one for a little bit, but then I switched to like more like church planting because that was like the cool thing to do later. It was like yeah, that was urban that was, church plants. Yeah. It was sexy church. But man, for a while, I remember just meeting like we had this one lady that lived. Uh, oh, I don't remember where. It was like a, I think it was like Ukraine or something. She lived for a while, and she was just like. You, an insane person. Like I thought she was going to like eat her hair or something. She was just like, well, like <laughs> I sewed my own clothes out of these, uh, you know, dirt that I found on the ground. <laughs> like just, <laughs> I've read the Bible eight times this week. Like, wow. Okay. Great. Don't throw that away. I can make a trash casserole. <laughs> trash casserole. Oh my God. Um, my family for months. 
missionaries are so... I'm, if anybody out there is related to a missionary or is a missionary, I'm so sorry. But also, you did you this know, to yourself. Also, you know what we're talking about. Oh, like. my God. Actually, you probably don't even have internet. Or you don't even know what a podcast is. I don't even know what missionaries do nowadays. But, oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think of other mission. We did one in high school where we did a... This is like a wild one. We rented a double-decker bus... And we did a Western tour of the United States for 10 days where we traveled to a different state over 10 days. And looking back, I'm like, how is this not just a vacation? It was just a road trip. And we stopped in Montana. We stopped in where we actually did. So what we did is, oh, my God, I can't. This is all coming back to me. We did one of those like street skits. Did you do one of those like a drama, like a street drama? No. Oh, Evan, you're going to not like me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Do tell. We did a a 17-minute street drama. 17 minutes is so long. There was facts and research (laughs) by a man at our church that found that people's attention span only lasts 17 minutes if they're like outside. So you decided to push it? So we did exactly <laughs> 17 minutes and it was a gospel presentation with like, I don't know, maybe 15 of high school students. My brother played Christ and I played oh. demon number three. <laughs> <laughs> demon number three. No, Okay. So was this, um, was this like music or was it just like you get up there and you had lines? There was uh, no lines. It was. There was like a, a, we put a speaker out and it had music, had like some sound effects and it had a narrator that would just like tell the whole story. So it started with like, uh, there was like a person that kind of was God figure in a sense. And then there was like a Satan figure and he created man and woman and it was like perfect. And they, and then like Satan came in and like, he had like a mask on and he was like, and like scared them into being sinners and then it just so went through like, you know, the Garden of Eden, then split. Uh, and it just like talked about, um, I don't know, like. I'm man, already bored. I know man and woman like <laughs> going after their own vices, like, oh, they go after pleasures of earth. And then it like, but then God sends his son to come save them. And then like there was like a fight with, so we had plastic PVC pipes, not even real swords, just PVC pipes. And we not would, even not even colored to make look like swords no just white pvc because we'd shatter them <laughs> almost every time because we people get a little too intense with the spirit but there's a quarter inch and they'd break them um so but we do these coordinated like f- sword fight dance things and then uh jesus comes in saves gets crucified uh then fights the devil resurrects saves the day and then we go out around the crowd and try to talk to people but we did Would this like f- what, yeah. what did you think Oh God, Evan! But we would we would do that like a number of times per day. We just go and stop in a city square and just go do that randomly. We just go sit in some park. We did it in front of um, Yosemite National Park, like like in their in front of their parking lot. Was Sam there? Sam was there, and he wanted to kill us. Yeah, <laughs> you don't come in here with my. And then we went to my park. Uh, we went to a reservation in Montana. 
fuck me. I want to die. And did and did it I, in oh, front shit. of Native Americans, people groups on a reservation. Yep, Evan, this is me. Hi. This is who you are talking to. And uh, Jesus we did it in front of Mount Rushmore when people were just oh, trying to have a good time. We did it at Flagstaff, Arizona. And then we also did a stop in, I can't remember where else, Wyoming or something. But we, we basically did a big loop, Montana, then down to Arizona, and then back around. And then we stopped and saw like the Grand Canyon, some other stuff on the way out there. But that was probably the most wild mission trip I was ever part of because I just did a street drama like three to four times a day, almost every day for like a week straight. And it was weird. It's so weird. I wish I could find it. It's a weird video. <laughs> so, Evan, do you, can you top that? Do you no. have a mission trip? <laughs> no, I can't top that at all. I think the most unique mission trip I ever did was I went and I built a church in seven days. By yourself? Just barehanded? Yeah, me. Just me. Just a big um, No, it was oh. me, three of the guys from our youth group, and this group called Carpenters for Christ. Of course. And... Uh, that's what they do. So like, you know, tornadoes will rip through the South or whatever. And so it like, or for whatever reason, like it's like, it basically is habitat for humanity for churches. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. All I know is I went on a week long trip during the summer to, I want to say North Alabama um, to rebuild a, a church up there. And, I mean, like we got there and it was just the slab, the foundation, and we just built the walls. And I mean, just like building anything, it's kind of cool to see like, yeah, oh, wait, this is going to be the sanctuary. Like it starts to take shape. Did you have like one guy that actually knew what he was doing and then everybody else was just like a high school kid that had absolutely no idea what was going on? No, you had one guy who was knew, knew what he was doing and everybody else was a retired old Southerner who thought they knew what they were doing. That's right on brand yeah one guy and i i I stayed with that guy i was just like he had like old man's like wiry old man strength you know (laughs) where he's just the dude's five foot four but is like carrying air conditioners all by himself oh yeah his back is just scar (laughs) tissue that's it it, exactly he's just like well this is how we did it in nam and it's like all right jesus (laughs) just picks up an old 800 pound safe (laughs) Yeah, it's just like no legs, just all back, all back. jerky motions. And he's just like, Where do you want it, chief? <laughs> Fuck, but like, there you do have that attitude, like, of being a kid, and you're just like, I committed to this, and now I can't wait for it to be over. This yeah. is the it was. Did you miserable. do that once, or did you do I did multiple? it once? Yeah, I did it once. I, I. So I wasn't as knee deep into mission work or prayer or anything like that as you were early on. Like I started doing all that stuff when I was like 16. Oh yeah. And so my mission trips with that, we did a, we went to a trailer park uh, where a two year old punched me in the face. (laughs) Jump and punch or did you bend down and get punched? Oh, like we were like uh, playing and then he just walked up to me and he just like punched me right in the face. And I was like, what in the world? And he's he like a really ran tall two year old. Yeah. Well, he like ran off and started laughing, and I was just like, "What? The, what you did don't I get Christ? 
I'm not sure. What did I do? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was all the mission trips that we really did. And then I did one in Indianapolis. That was more of just like our our pastor was like, we're we're treating this like a vacation. Yeah, he was like, yeah, this is he was like, this is this is not a mission trip. Yeah, what 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 grinds your gears about mission trips? Looking back, like what what's just everything that grinds your gears about it? I think the big thing is the facade about it, how fake it is. Yeah. Um, so people will say, well, we're going to spread the gospel to people in this area. Yeah, and it's like, so one that's so broad, um, where you could have, you know, the definition of spreading the gospel of a successful mission trip could be in someone's mind at mm. one point somebody asked me why I was there and I told them I was going to say the bar is so incredibly low for what people will report back on that was my experience is um I never was part of a mission trip and I was I mean I was weird about it but I was part of mission trips and people would try to scrape up any good result from the the trip that they could. And I remember like the adults would be like, okay, like when we come back, we're going to have like a Sunday service and we're going to like tell everybody what we did. And like, you'll get to talk. And you're sitting the there church. and you're like, I don't think I did anything. Yeah. Like, and that, that was everybody though. I remember they would like do a debriefing and even the adults were like, well, Tammy, that one day she, uh, you know, she went and got subway for that lady and she just told her, you know, God loves you. And so we, kind of shared the gospel. I'm like, and you couldn't just do that here in Indianapolis. Like, <laughs> like that's why, like as much as I shit on carpenters for Christ, at least they built something. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I, uh, I agree with that. At least you're doing some kind of task that whether it's for free or, you know, something you're. Yeah. Helping. Like I had, I, I, our college pastor at the Baptist campus ministries when I was there, or he was the intern there when I was there. Um, I think he's the college pastor now. Shout out Kyle. Um, I shouldn't say your name. Oops. Um, shout out Dave. No, Kyle's his name. Good. Good thing <laughs> you cleared that up. Sure. Kyle's definitely his name. Um, no, but uh, he were, he went on at least one mission trip to Africa. But the deal was, is he was, a, he was I think, a mechanical engineer or something like that. That's where he got his degree in. Mm-hmm. And so it was building wells. See, that's great. Yeah. And I I like I think like at the end of the day, um, like if it, that's my thing with mission trips, and that's where I find it acceptable is that if you are part of an organization that is providing relief and aid in some way, um, yeah. then that's well, that's what kind of has annoyed me over the years is people just assume that that's the only charitable and good thing that happens in the world is these like mission trips because they'll see like, well, we had Carpenters for Christ, and I'm like, well, yeah, they're good, but there's also other organizations. Yeah. Doctors Without Borders, they're great. Yeah. They do all sorts of great work. They're not, you know, Christian related. It doesn't have to have this because, at the end of the day, the biggest help that you get from these mission trips is not these like teenagers walking around with their notepads going, uh, "Do you know where you're gonna go when you die?" You know, just that doesn't really help. <laughs> it's not helping that community. It's not sustainable. And my big beef is. And I remember having this beef when I was a pastor is that I had people approach me about doing these like short-term mission trips. Mm-hmm. Um, they would specifically, and I don't even care. They would specifically want to go to Haiti every year. It was like, we're going to go to Haiti for like five days. And I, you know what? It's, 
I think it's great to want to have an experience and try to help people, but don't call it what it's, what it's not. Like people would say like, we did such great work. I'm like, you did a VBS for two days. You hugged on some kids, took some pictures with some little kids for your Instagram. And then you came back home. Like you're not, what did you really do in that community that was of substance? Um, yeah. And that's what really bothered me about it was I'm fine with like a short trip, but don't say like, this is, we're doing like this lasting change and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you have to be there for a while to really invest in a community and make a difference, not just take a five day trip and like, Oh, I just fell in love with the country. And like, I'll just go back every year and just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a curmudgeon, but it always rubbed me the wrong way. I think there's a balance to it because one, I think for a place like, um, so like a short-term mission trip uh, on the eve of a disaster is very effective. Uh, in sure. The yeah. Since if you are actually going there, clearing shit out, right? You know, I think um, it's the purpose of the trip. Yeah. It's, it's, it, and that's kind of what it boils down to, like yeah. a short-term mission trip. To like fucking Scotland. <laughs> I know. It's a waste it, of people's money. You're not doing anything money. in You're Scotland. You're not doing anything. Right. Yeah. Um, a like a real mission trip to a place that has been uh, affected uh, is a completely different story. I was going to go on a mission trip to China oh. when I was in high school wow. or I was in college. Um, I backed out. <laughs> Who's a widow bitty baby now? I was a widow bitty baby, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was gonna be, it was gonna be like an English speakers or kind of a teaching teaching English to speakers of other languages type trip. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, it's and, it's like the and substance then even the within trip. China is kind of like, well, how much can you actually do beyond yeah. teaching? Like, because if they yeah, if if China catches you saying something that you're not supposed to say, well, congratulations, you live in China now and not in yeah, <laughs> not I just, the apartment that you want to. I don't know. I just these like trips. I I'm all for like I went on a trip with. There's a large organization called World Changers, is like a big mission organization, and they go out yeah. and, and they do. They're kind of weird, but I did a trip with them once or twice, and their whole thing is it's kind of like a Habitat for Humanity. So a similar thing where they go out and they'll either like repair people's roofs or like clean out people's houses. They do a lot of like home stuff. Like when I went on one, we just replaced this guy's roof on like, he had like a small kind of bungalow house. So we could do that like within a couple of days, but that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, we're providing, you know, free service and labor essentially for people that are in need of that. But at the same time, I'm thinking you, this guy had like six high schoolers that have never roofed before put on a roof. One of the kids fell through the roof while we were on that fun fact. So oh, caused more damage to his house than we actually. So that's my point. It's like, why don't churches should just like give money to places that are doing it better and doing it well versus trying to like shoehorn kids and high school students into these like mission trips. Yeah. Like I'd much rather churches say, hey, we raised $25,000 and we're giving it to, you know, Carpenters for Christ and they're going to go do the great work. Like, and I think there's I think there's something to be said of the like school field trip idea of like when you go to a, like a band takes uh, like a or a senior trip to like a big city just to kind of expand your horizons. Sure, yeah, I think yeah. there's very something to be said about that. But the thing is, is that 
churches don't take mission trips to expand their horizons. Exactly. They take mission trips to expand their influence. Yes. And that's a really good point because uh, I I do think those trips shaped me because I was able to see other places and kind of see other cities and stuff. And I got the opportunity. And I mean, it was my only opportunity to travel. Like our family would just travel to, you know, family states. Like my family's from Arkansas and Wisconsin. That's like most of the time that's all we would go to. So kind of stick Mm -hmm. in the Midwest. Um, So it was like my chance to like see other states and kind of like, but the big caveat was I wasn't going there to like, I want to like learn from these people and like see what's going. It was more just like, I need to make sure these people get saved and fast. Like I got to make sure these people get to heaven as fast as possible. So you, you kind of just put blinders on the whole time and all you're focused on is like, boy, I wonder how sinful people are here. And maybe I can talk to some, you know, I don't know, some ruffians on the street and get them to believe in Christ. I wonder how much he's jacked off today. <laughs> There's a, we need like a ticker. <laughs> we need a ticker. Hey, we made we made it so many minutes without uh, without a jerk off joke. We did. Uh wasn't that the pinnacle of a mission trip though? I remember uh anytime someone could get to a point of like conversion with somebody, it was just like the the shit. If you could like, oh yeah, like you know, Tommy over here, he like led this guy to Christ this morning. Oh, yeah. And like people Angels would just were climaxing. Oh my like, gosh. People was... would just, I honestly crave that attention so bad. I wanted to lead people to Christ only for the attention of, I would get of like, Scott's so freaking holy. He like brought this guy to Christ, like on the street. <laughs> did you, I mean, did you feel any of that? Like when you were on trips, like if you took it seriously, like I got to like get my numbers up. Try to get someone converted. Um, I was always kind of like, I would always want that. Yeah. But there was also a part of me, because we did a mission trip in uh, Brooklyn, I want to say, or Queens. Uh, In Queens. And um, we got up there, and I got there, and I was like... (laughs) nobody fucking cares <laughs> like that was my immediate <laughs> thought as soon as i like tried to talk to somebody they were like all right whatever yeah get they just, away like walked away and i was like oh so this is the vibe this is gonna be hard this is gonna be four days of me just handing out flyers <sighs> and that's kind of what i do and then maybe we'll go see some new york shit did you get a little bit of a rush from it though? Like to go try to evangelize to strangers. Cause I will say the one thing about mission trips that was appealing to me was that you could just fucking leave when you were done. Like you oh, could sure. embarrass yeah, yourself yeah. and then just go home. Like you wouldn't have to worry about yeah. like, Oh, I might see this person again. You can be like, I'll never see these people in my life again. So I'm just going to yeah. be that. That so was forward. appealing. And that was something that like was actually brought up in a lot of our mission trips. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. It was like, Hey, if you're worried about like the social aspect of it, you're probably never going to see this person again, but you might leave an impact, which is a weird way to think about things. I can't tell if it, if that was a helpful thing in my life or yeah, if that either. really like <laughs> scarred me, I can't tell where yeah. I'm at. Like part of me thinks it helped me be the extrovert and I don't know, like, yeah, and kind of a risk, take risks a little like, bit. Yeah. And kind of, yeah. And kind of think about things of like, all right, well, if this goes bad, nothing's wrong yeah they don't hate like, me they just hate my they don't hate product me. Like, like they're yeah it's like it's i'm able to kind of like separate myself a little bit but at the same yeah. time i think it made me a little bit like needlessly risky um in that respect so yeah yeah no uh yeah nyc was another mission trip that was barely a mission trip because we like we just passed out flyers for i did the same uh, thing some church plant in 
um, like kind of downtown area. I did uh, the same thing in New York. Point City. to New York and don't tell me it's downtown. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> so we, downtown, anybody who lives in New York will be able to tell you what downtown is. Anybody who lives outside of New York will be like, I guess all of it. It beats me. I don't know. God. Right, what was the, do you remember what the name of the church was? Oh, I don't. I can't remember. I, I just, remember. What was I it remember. called? Or I, I remember... So I don't remember the name of the church, but I remember that it it uh, oh. did its services inside of another church. The one we helped, I, I think, was inside of a movie theater somewhere. Oh, well, fuck but, you then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ours was cooler. Um, our New York mission trip was we stayed in a hostel somewhere for like seven days. And it was high school. So I was a senior in high school. And the strategy was we passed out granola bars while people were going to work. And if people wanted to talk to us, then we would give them a flyer. So it was like a no questions asked granola bar. And people gave us the weirdest fucking looks. I think they thought we laced them with something because we just stood by the subway entrance and go, granola bar, granola bar, granola bar. (laughs) People were like, "What?" You should have had like T-shirts that said, "Like I'm sorry, I'm from from (laughs) Indiana," (laughs) so that they knew. (laughs) Oh, we were like, I look back at that and I thought, "Oh, we're just kind of doing like a friendly thing for people in the morning, just to kind of give them a little pep in their day, give them a little granola boost." And then I look at that now and I'm like. What the fuck were we doing? Like adults signed off on this trip. Like this is a great idea. Like and my kids should be part of this. <laughs> oh Jeez. my god! Mission trips are. I could go on and on, but I, I think I covered the most cringy ones I was a part of. Uh, if I find the video of the sketch, I will send it your way. But you're you're gonna so, hate it. Not so much mission trip, but a friend of mine uh, did a door-to-door evangelism. Not so much evangelism, but he was just trying oh, to yeah. like um, the Baptist Campus Ministries at Alabama. It sits right across from Fraternity Row uh, at Alabama, and Alabama has uh, the largest Greek organization in America. Skid Row Sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a show about it called Rush, um, a documentary about it called Rush uh, on HBO. If you want to watch what the sorority life is like, it's insane. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, he was like, well, you know, there's some, there are these houses over there. They have doors. I can knock on them and I can give them cookies. Um, and he's just like, and like, uh, the guy's like the most genuinely nice person ever. And so he was just like, this is a nice thing to do. Basically being neighborly. Um, yeah, it is neighborly. And, yeah. And so he walks up and he's, he was telling me, he was like, I was at like my second house. I was like, yeah. He goes, I knocked on it. And the guy is like half awake guy uh, opened the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hi, um, I'm from the Baptist Campus Ministries. I just wanted to drop off some cookies. And the guy like looks him up and down and goes, do you know what fraternity this is? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I don't know what any of these are. I, I'm not in a fraternity. He goes, this is the Jewish fraternity. <laughs> 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 My buddy goes, oh cookies yeah christ <laughs> I cookies like, i was like sure i Can mean yeah absolutely as long as you're still offering oh them. my gosh i door-to-door stuff 
is that's a whole other ball game. We'll have to talk about another episode, I think, because like I, I had no fear for like a few years of my life where I would just go up to any door and try to have a conversation about Christ. And God, I had to be so strange. My brain was just so different for a while. But I, I for door to door stuff, I would knock on the door and pray to God they weren't home. Yeah, there's a part of me, even with the door-to-door stuff, I really yeah. wanted to have those conversations and try to have the lead to Christ moments, but I also was like, okay, that was an empty I was like, oh, no car. Down. I guess we can skip this house. Yeah. Uh, they're like, you're, obviously in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're cooking and hear music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no cars home. I recall, um, you, you just got me thinking about mission trips and like these last-second reach efforts to like evangelize people. And I remember sitting in on a church meeting when I interned and we had some like older folks in the meeting as well. And they were just like, we just want to brainstorm. Like how can we outreach to our community? How can we be missional where we live? (laughs) I wish I had the notes, but like we got everything from like some people like, well, we should just like, you know, have the food pantry, you know, have like on Saturday, do like a fest there. Like we should do like a, I don't know, another VBS thing. And, they're like, no, really think outside the box. Like, how can we be missional? And I just remember one person was like, church marching band. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Like, this is how we're going to save Indianapolis <laughs> is you want a church marching band to just annoy the hell out of everybody <laughs> up and down the street. Don't and just play is- when the saints go marching in over and over <laughs> again. Just- I have never forgot that suggestion. I remember that even took our pastor off guard. It was like, okay, yeah, like food pantry. Like, oh, yeah, like a coffee shop idea. Oh, we'll do like a 5K church marching band. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know? Oh, anyway. Well. That's wild. That's. Yeah. I tell you, Christians, there's just no fear. There's no fear in God. And that is a scary thing for people like me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they have no fear to say what they want to say. Well, Jeez. any final thoughts on mission trips, Evan? Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Get some help. Just stop it. Stop it right now. Don't do them anymore. Yeah. No, I think like mission trips oh. aren't mission trips are not bad if they are uh there to provide a service, but even then, yeah. Like the idea of, um, like you said, like middle schoolers <laughs> replacing a roof yeah. is different than like guy going to college for mechanical engineering, digging a well. Absolutely. Like that provides him with ex- real world experience. And then also someone gets a well out of it. Yeah. Like I think there's like, there's some give and take there. So yeah. like, I, I like if, if the idea is to provide somebody with a roof, why not just spend that money towards someone who can pay the, who can yeah do the roof? Like instead of paying for all these little kids to have lunch every day and stay in like a church basement and get these t-shirts and fun bags and stuff, just pay a roofing company. Just go. There's like a fear of like outsourcing the work to another company because you won't get the stamp of Christ on it. So yeah. Meanwhile, how how much sound equipment does a church have oh. that is not run by a Christian company? Yeah, no kidding. How much? Yeah. Oh, I could go on about yeah sound and AV budgets. Yeah. Don't even get me started. What are your What are your 
where where you at on final thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I I don't say like I think mission trips are a great way to expose um kind of any generation whether it's kids or high school or to college students or even adults to like service projects um and kind of get outside their box. Um yeah. and I think it's I think it's helpful if they go and do like you said do mm-hmm. something that's actually um beneficial for the community or a family. But my biggest beef is just get, it's so inflated. It's all about like, we have to make it look like we did some, especially with like Southern Baptist trips. I don't know how many other churches do service trips. Maybe it's way less like evangelism, but with, I grew up, it was like the emphasis was always on like, we have to make sure we're sharing the gospel at all times. Like no matter what, like it's all about sharing the gospel period. So you like inflate what you're actually doing when it's like, okay, we painted a wall and then we just like, talked with like five people and yeah. we just spent like $2,000 per person to do this. Like it just, it seems like a waste and it's resources and people's time could be better spent in a different Absolutely. format. So that's, that's my take on mission trips. Yep. That's all I got. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening to our podcast today. We really appreciate it. Scott, if anybody wants to contact us or find us on social media, where can they go? Just go to unblessedpodcast.com. We got unblessedpodcast.com. Unblessedpodcast.com. It's got all the links Unblessedpodcast.com. Yeah, unblessedpodcast.com. Not .org, not .net, not .gov, not .ca. We're not Canadian. Not do, <laughs> not, not the US. Maybe .us someday, but right now just .com. Mm-hmm. We're a company. Not, we're running not a whole, DE, we're not German. We're a Fortune 500 company. Yep. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, at UnblessPod anywhere on social media, you'll be able to follow yeah. us, or you can visit our website at unblessedpodcast.com. dot com. dot com. Um, not dot com. dot com. dot com. unblessedpodcast.com. dot <laughs> um, Let's do today. We we thank you so much for listening, and without further ado, my name is Evan, and I'm Scott, and that's the way Christ wants it. Yeah.